You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Welcome to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. April is Financial Literacy Month, and as we seek to live lives that are rooted in the truths of Jesus Christ, we still have day-to-day matters that need our attention and involvement, and money is one of those matters. For this episode, we're going to address financial planning for the future. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 11, Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. This proverb sheds light on the practice of setting aside money over time and allowing it to grow, whether it be in a type of savings account or financial vehicle that pays out at a later time. My conversation today is with Alfreda Jones-Moore. Alfreda and I share two organizations in common, We are both members of the same church organization, and if you don't know already, you'll hear about it throughout the episode. We are also a part of Female Leaders in Ministry, led by Dr. Luana Grant, where we engage in community and exchange knowledge and strategies for growing and moving forward in ministry. Alfreda is a licensed professional who helps families secure their financial futures. I'd like to share a quick reminder that the information heard in this episode is for information and illustrative purposes only. It is not to be considered financial, tax, legal, or any other type of professional advice. Alfreda is called by God and is a licensed evangelist who is on the front line of ministry in addition to business. You can connect with Alfreda using the links in the description. It was such a delight to chat with evangelist Alfreda Jones-Moore, and I hope you find our conversation informative and delightful, too. Alfreda, welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. Thank you. Thank you, Letitia. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. We are connected through FLIM, Female Leaders Mm -hmm. in Ministry, which is led by the absolutely awesome Dr. Luana Grant. Um, I am thrilled to be a part of FLIM, and I'm also a part of Entrusted Women, and you're my first FLIM sister um, to have on, so I appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. I'm so glad that I connected with you the day that you uh, were able to present, so I'm just happy to be here and support. (laughs) Hey, well, thank you. Well, I'm glad to support as well. April is Financial Literacy Month. And you are a financial professional. You are also a licensed missionary and evangelist missionary. So in a lot of ways, you are on the front line. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Yes. I want to give you an opportunity to tell Rooted and Overflowing listeners who is Alfreda and what do you do? You know, you, you you got it absolutely right. I am a financial professional, and um, at the moment, I represent New York Life and a couple of other companies, and also an evangelist, and I love God. Um, I actually think of my business also as ministry, too. I'm the daughter of uh, pastors, and I work in, our, in a national capacity in ministry as well. That's pretty much who I am. I have seen a lot of the activity that you present online as a financial professional. 
And I can tell that you are passionate about what you do. Where does your passion come from? Passion comes from life experience. And actually, really, I am a supporter and an administrator at heart. With every fiber of my being, I just love helping and supporting people. And so that's where that passion comes from. And my career as a as a life insurance agent comes from the fact that when I was when I first got into the business, I would sit with people and ask what they have with, and people just could not explain it. So I made it my mission to make sure that everybody that I sat down with knew exactly what we were doing, knew exactly what they had and how to explain it to the next person. And it, it, I started with one company and then it led me to go deeper diving into a different, whole different area because I wasn't a financial planner at the first, a financial professional at the first place. I just showed, sold insurance. And the more I learned, the more I wanted to, you know, educate and the more that I wanted to make sure people were okay. So that's what it, that passion comes from, just making sure that people are okay, people are supported, even in ministry. Uh, even though I have positions that are sometimes frontline, I, I tend to step back and go to the background. So that's where my passion comes from. It's just the just the desire to make sure that other people are striving in what they do. And what are some things that you share with women and um, with men too, with any of your clients or potential clients? What are some of the things that you share with them to help them? When we're talking about financial planning and the goal for me with every client that I sit down with, whether it's, you know, their initial uh, direction or not, is that everything that you do now indirectly affects your retirement. So they may be sitting down with me because they called me and say, hey, I need some life insurance or hey, I need a long-term care policy or hey, I need this. I actually like to let them know and and help them to understand their options so that if you're doing a life insurance policy, how is that going to play out in your retirement? If you're looking at long-term care insurance, how is that going to affect or not affect your uh, retirement, everything that I do, basically. So we're talking about budgeting. We're talking about insurances. We're talking about savings. We're talking about the actual vehicles that you're invested in. We're talking about how you invested. We're talking about, you know, whether it's tax-free, uh, non-taxable, whether it's invested in the stock market, you know, we're talking about all those things. But the first thing that I do, this is interesting, uh, important to know. The first thing I want to know is what their goals are, you know, how they feel, who are they, who they love, um, who they care about, who they don't care about. So I want to know them. I really want to know them personally because I don't want, uh, I want to develop a personal relationship with them so that if things happen, you know, you have something you want to ask me, you have something you want to call me for, you know financially or not financially, if it affects what you're doing, just give me a call. So I want to know a person's goals. That's right. My husband and I, throughout the pandemic, um, we started watching lots of old shows, Perry Mason, you know, and what I noticed is that within um, each of these shows, we see there's always the family lawyer and there's the accountant. And that just highlights to me what you just said about how these professions, they're a part of your family's team. When people have questions about anything that's going on in their finances, who are some people or where are some places that they can go to in order to find answers? 
Right. If you don't have uh, a financial professional that you are connected to, most people like to find, to interact with those people by referral, by word of mouth. Everybody wants to know that a person did a great thing for them. And so they they really, the first people they go to is a friend, really. But you, it just depends on what it is that you're looking for. So the Department of Insurance is a great place the the website that the department of insurance is a place to that you can always go i always like to send people to a place that's reputable um so the department of insurance website is a place where you can get fact on facts information if you're looking for and, and again it depends on the information that you're looking for so if you're looking for financial advice i admonish people to talk to a financial professional an insurance agent your bank has financial professionals there um, if you're looking for uh, legal information, talk to an attorney, you know, mm-hmm. if you're looking for tax information, talk to an accountant or a tax pro- or a tax professional. As a as an insurance agent, I don't give tax advice. And if an insurance agent is giving you tax advice, be a little <laughs> bit wary. Yeah. I tell you what vehicles are tax free, taxable, that type of thing. But as it affects your your individual tax situation, we always say talk to a tax financial or tax professional, you know, just setting up legal documents. I might tell you, you need one, but I'm not going to tell you how to set it up. I'm going to tell you, talk to an attorney, you know? So, yeah. So I'm one of the ones who um, will actually talk to you in a more, what we call a macro asset perspective. So I look at all those assets, but I look at them, but I don't necessarily do them all. Mm-hmm. I do my little piece in perspective of everything else that's going on. When we're thinking about planning for the future, that can mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I would love to get your take on the components of planning for the future. When I think about planning for our future, I first think about what Susie Armand always says. And she says, you don't have to worry about what you don't have. What do you have right now? Start with what, where you are. The first thing that I like to help people understand, and this is why I spend time, you know, developing a relationship with them, is you want to be honest and open about where you are. So if I can build up the trust that I can be a trusted advisor, I can, you can, you know, you can trust me to do what's right by you, then we're going to start with where you are and you're going to be honest about where you are. Second, we're going to talk about budgeting. You know, budgeting is very important because if you start to plan, you know, putting thing money away for this, for that, and you haven't budgeted properly, you can sabotage everything. So budgeting is very, very important. Making sure that you have your emergency savings, making sure that you have your foundational things, you know, there. If, if you look at it much like a house, When you're building a house, the first thing that you want to build after you've done the blueprint is build that foundation. Because if you don't build that foundation, you can put up as many beautiful walls as you want to. And those walls will be cracking and crumbling. You know, your roof will fall off. So that's the first thing. And then then you want to, after you've laid your foundation, start to build and erect your what we call the walls, which is that fun step of accumulating your savings, you know, accumulating that money for retirement, accumulating that money for college, accumulating that money for the new baby. And um, then we want to put that house on, which is that retirement, you know, now I can, you know, it's complete. I can enjoy my house. I can enjoy things. I can go and come as I please. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we talk about, you know, uh, legacy. We talk about how, you know, we, well, let's go back. We talk about how that money is going to come out so that you will be able to retire 
you know, enjoy that retirement. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about legacy. What do you want your legacy to be? Will you have enough to pass on to your grandchildren, to your children? Things like that. Will you have enough? So we just plan through each transitional, each piece is transitional, you know, we're planning transitionally. So that's, that's how, those are the different components that I like to think about when we're talking about planning. I love that. Components of the components, what can some of that look like? Because everybody is so, so you, each situation is going to be totally unique. We do the foundation. When I talk about the foundation, I talk about insurance. Insurance is your foundation of peace. And when we talk about insurance, we talk about your health care, which if you don't have it at work, then we'll talk about it individually. Um, we talk about your life insurance, because if something happens to you before you finish your plan, you're, at least your family will be okay. We talk about long-term care because with long-term care insurance and people, I know that we like to think in terms of long-term care, which is uh, an insurance that helps a person if something were to happen to them and they're not able to take care of themselves, not able to bathe themselves, feed themselves, things like that for a longer period of time than three to six months. Um, long-term care insurance will start to pay. And I know when we think about that, we think about older people are the ones that need that. But if you think about it, a person who has, you have a young person that goes and they have a ski accident and now they're working through getting back to walking, getting back. Those are long-term care situations. Young person gets, you know, into a car accident. Now they're in a long-term care, you know, so it can be at any age, but that's a piece. Then we talk about annuities. We do talk about annuities and we talk about Roth IRAs. We talk about investment vehicle. We talk about mutual funds. We talk about all of those things. That, and those are the ways that you can save for retirement. Uh, we talk about annuities. A lot of people don't understand that a, your pension and your social security is a one big annuity. It's where you save money and you take it and you give it to an insurance company and they give you a lifetime income for it. You have a 401k and, you know, you leave your job, you're ready to retire. And rather than just taking that lump sum and dumping it in your bank account or pulling it out periodically, you can take it and put it in an annuity, have it still continue to grow. Because once you leave your job, you can't put more money in there, but you can still have it grow. And whenever you're ready to use it, you can either take it out periodically and, and still defer the taxes, or you can have it give you a lifetime income so that you will never run out of that particular money. As I think about our conversation tonight, I appreciate it because at Rooted and Overflowing, part of our mission is to encourage and inspire and also equip women to be confident and resilient in the faith. When we think about the faith, we are people who make up the church. We comprise Christianity and a lot of what can affect our daily life and just our daily devotion to God are the things that happen in our everyday life and finances happen in our everyday lives. As a financial professional, I would like to hear from you, what are concerning scenarios that you have encountered when it comes to um, particularly women and their financial futures? So as I sit down with uh, families and I sit down with, you know, couples, I think one of the most concerning things for me, especially as Christian women and Christian women in leadership and those of us that uh, want to make sure that we're interacting wisely with our husbands. It's kind of a challenge sometimes to help women understand that their financial future is just as important. 
uh, after something happens to their spouse as it is when they're, you know, alive. And men are taking care of us. You know, we're making sure that they're, you know, buying us the big house and making sure that they're making sure we're clothed, you know, making sure that we're looking good. But what I do find is that that after a husband passes, women really are still struggling because of that income that's not there. So that's my concern. My concern is making sure that women understand how important it is that they make sure that their husbands understand how important it is to them that they're okay if something happens to them. That sounds to be a legitimate concern because it's easy to talk about the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to talk about life as we see it every day. Mm -hmm. And um, it's certainly something to put on the prayer list and the conversation list. And the fact that you say that that's something to pray about, that is definitely something that I'm praying about, um, that that conversation would be more free flowing. Um, We know that God has a order in things and we want to make sure that we um, are engaging in, you know, having the approval of our husbands. We don't want to make them feel like they're not caring for us, but we really want to ask God for the wisdom in helping us help them understand that this is, you know, this, it, it really is a problem. And I see it enough, especially I'm a pastor's daughter. You have women who have served alongside their husbands all their lives and something happens to their husbands. And a church will push them aside because they need to bring in a new pastor. You know, that income is no longer there. Um, And and it's a concern. And the Lord will, you know, the Lord will provide and he will take care of them. But I think that at some point we have to say, what part do I play in helping, you know, this situation? That's exactly right. I'm glad that we're able to share this because there are still women for whom engaging in the order that God has set, it's important to them. Mm -hmm. I I appreciate your faithfulness in seeing this as a concern and being the professional that you are to help women have these conversations that directly affect them. And so you just mentioned that you are a pastor's daughter. And at the beginning, you know, we talked about you being an evangelist missionary in the Church of God in Christ. Um, yes. I'm also a part of the Church of God in Christ. And I would love to hear more about the roles that you play within the church, especially that of the Business and Professional Women's Federation. So tell us about that. Oh my gosh. This, yeah, I love this I love the business of professional women's. I, you know, sometimes I eat, I eat breathe, and sleep business. <laughs> So I was, you know, and, and a lot of times when you're in business, you can really get your focus. Um, your, your focus can be business, 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 business. And you don't have that balance of, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing? You know, for God, you know, you're, you're, you're off a little bit. And so I was praying and I asked the Lord, I need someone. I need a group of women that can help me keep a balance, you know, because I have, you know, business women who friends who are business women, but they're just as driven and focused as I am. But to find a group of women, um, I, I asked the Lord and, you know, because I didn't know about the national group. Um, but anyway, I connected with them and now I'm the uh, membership and recruitment chair for it. And um, the mission and the goal of the business and professional women is to make sure that women of all professions and the founder, um, Mother Lillian Coffey, wanted to make sure that even housewives understood that they are professionals, you know? So it's not just for people who have businesses, it's for women of all walks of life. 
And she wanted to make sure that we are putting our talents to use for the Lord. And so our motto is just, it takes a real woman to live for God. Living for God makes a real woman. Put your profession to work for God. So in every aspect of our life, no matter what we're doing, uh, we want to make sure that we are using our talents and professions for the work of the Lord. So that that I'm passionate about even more than <laughs> the other stuff. Hey, I was introduced to the business and professional women several years ago when the convocations first started in St. Louis. St. Louis yeah. so I probably the, I think the three years that I um, went to convocation at that time, I. I attended. So I'm pretty sure our paths probably crossed Maybe. Um, around that time. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about your ministry that you do outside of the Business and Professional Women's Federation. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that I do. One of them is the Entrepreneurs Forum, which um, we make sure that entrepreneurs we, you know, are supported, especially Christian entrepreneurs. And this is men and women. And I just bring in different speakers to come in and talk about, you know, how to keep going. But the one that's dearest uh, to my heart is the First Families Forum. And it's uh, we I started it uh, back in 2017, I believe it is. This is our fifth year. I can't count. <laughs> well, whatever that is, this, this is 2016, 17, I think it was. And it was born out of the fact that uh, when my dad passed um, and I noticed, well, my mom stepped up and she became our administrative pastor. And I noticed that how we weren't able to really grieve the way that another family would grieve because now my mom had this church and these members who were grieving the loss of their pastor. And they were really affected. So she had to now make sure that her members were okay. And so she didn't have that opportunity. And then I saw that and I saw it in the next pastor, um, pastor's wife, who was my dad's good friend. And when he passed, same thing happened to her because now she didn't take over as the pastor, but now she has to support this next pastor who had lost his pastor, and now he's trying to support me. And she was never able to grieve the way she needed to grieve. So the first families form was born out of that. It's by invitation only. Only uh, pastors' families can be a part um, for obvious reasons, because you there are still things that you just can't tell everybody and that you can only tell another person that understands what you're going through. Uh, yeah, we bring in different top talk about different topics. And the number one thing that we did is do each time is we bring in a therapist, a licensed therapist, um, so that whatever um, these pastors, wives, these pastors, these children, these grandchildren are going through, they have somebody to talk through it with them um, in a way that is a safe space, in a way that they won't they know that their business won't be in the street, you know, a way that they won't be judged because you're the pastors, whatever, and you should know better, that doesn't happen there. Awesome. Um, so yeah, that's that's my baby. That is filling such a need. Um, you just seem to have the capacity to really um, let the Lord use you in all of these areas. And that's amazing. Now, where can we find you online? You are most easily found on Facebook. Is that right? Right. Most easily found on Facebook. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. It's Al Alfreda Moore on Facebook, Alfreda A. Jones Moore on LinkedIn. If you if you Google my name, Alfreda A. Jones Moore, you'll it'll pop up. For the first family swarm, if there are pastors, uh, you know, families out there that want to attend, it's just firstdaughtersinc.org. Um, and they can find us. 
And you can, well, that information won't be on Facebook, but if you connect with me, you know, I can give it to you, but it's First Daughters Inc., um, which is the website um, that they can go to and find that information there as well. I would love, love, love to be able to connect with other pastors' families. Awesome. Well, I will be sure to put that in the show notes. This has just been awesome. You are definitely shining a light on what we experience from day to day and helping women to have the peace of mind that they need um, in order to have one less concern. You do an amazing work. Well, thank you. I'm so glad you had me on. I hope I said something that was, you know, helpful. Oh my gosh, you did. I think you did. And I would love the opportunity to have you back. I would love that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. To listen on your favorite app, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. When you're there, you can also click the About tab and gain access to resources that are designed to inspire you in your walk with Christ. When you rate and review the show on your favorite app, it helps me to make sure I'm sharing information that's helpful. So let me know how I'm doing and invite a friend to listen. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.